And I believe we're live and ready to go, fellas. Hey there, everyone, and what's going on? Welcome to episode number 169 of the Xbox Roundtable podcast, your favorite place on a Sunday night to pop a cold one and listen to some Xbox talk and more from around the game industry. I'm your host, Invader, and I think we're going to have a pretty fun show tonight. The medium is finally out, and the panel will be giving our thoughts on that title. We'll also be talking about recent Microsoft quarterly report and how well the Xbox division is doing and even more news to cover. However, first, let me introduce everybody on tonight's panel. Uh, we're still waiting on Gaming Addict addict from the Iron Lords podcast to be joining us this evening. But let me introduce everybody on the TXR crew panel. And I'll start with Centurion. Hey, buddy, what's happening? Oh, not much, man. What is up, everybody? It is Sunday night. We are going to talk games, and I can officially say I rolled the credits on Godfall, finally. <laughs> oh, boy. It wasn't that bad of a game, honestly, but it definitely does lack. It, it, you know what the funny <laughs> part is? It reminds me of Destiny when it first came out. Of here's this really cool thing, and we don't know what we're gonna do with it yet. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm just well, Destiny was really pretty to look at back in the day, but we saw it was there was a huge lack of content. Um, I understand Godfall. It, it, it's really tragic that it's actually exclusive on such a scale that it's only on PS5. I really wish that it was at least backwards compatible or you know cross platform. Um, but definitely I, I feel like that game is never going to be, re you're never going to see it realized for its potential for, I really feel there's actually some good gameplay mechanics there. Um, Let me ask you, can I, can I, can I jump in and ask you a question? Uh-huh. Is that game, do you think the technical prowess of that game, do you think they could have gotten it to run on Xbox one and, and PS4? Just besides what the developer said, because it's an next gen only title, do you think that if they put time and effort, they could have probably gotten it done and got it released on all platforms? Probably more than likely. I mean, it's a beautiful game. I mean, there's particle effects everywhere. Um, I don't real. I understand it's a big, beautiful game, but it, it it's very linear. It, it's extremely linear, right. even though it's open world. Uh, sometimes in open, in the open world situations, they'll have barriers or like the, the things that you use to teleport yourself to around the world will be cut off. So you're actually kind of corridored into you, like basically going through the world the way they want you to. So that's where I'm kind of not exactly sure how the game is next gen only purely in the graphics and the loading. Um, it, it, I will definitely say today for the first time ever, though, a game console started doing something I've never seen done before on a PS5. And that was I had to restart the console because the game actually started chugging. Uh, that that was like that's the first time I've ever had it do anything like that, where like uh, it would like it would do it every time. Like when the character would go to like start sprinting, the game would lag for a second and freeze. And then the character would start sprinting and the game would catch back up. And you could do this. I actually have it on game capture. You could do this con consistently. Um, and I've never seen a console do that before. Mm. 
Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, like Godfall never really. I mean, I don't know, I'm kind of mixed on it. It looked kind of cool, but at the same time, just the mechanics it, it of it looks didn't really. Cool and it becomes very repetitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does become repetitive. How quickly? Uh, how quickly repetitive in a term of hours? Like when did you start saying this is getting pre- pre- uh, this is getting predictable? Because I remember playing Rise. It was like the third chapter after like the big guys. The, the I would big, probably uh, say about ten hours in, you realize you know it's going to be predictable. But I like the fact that there was actually some decent enemy differences, and then also one thing I like that they didn't do over Des- that Destiny doesn't do, which I really think is cool that Godfall did, is when when you are given your bounty hunter mission to actually find a specific character in the the world, uh, they actually show that character to you um, before the game starts to actually. And I mean, some of the character detail and design is absolutely gorgeous. Um, it, that's why I said it reminded me of Destiny. Um, I even feel that they got a little bit more diverse than Destiny when it came to the character design. At least it's, enemies. Mm-hmm. Right, right. All right, uh, moving on further down the list here, uh, Tim Buddy, how you been the past week? Doing good, you know. Uh, it's been tough times of late, you know. Just, uh, just, uh, just everything sucks, as we know. Like uh, just with the COVID, and we got a lot of time going. But I think overall, it's getting there. You know, had a pretty good week. Um, been playing Yakuza a lot, and really uh, finding a lot of love in that game. Um, but overall, you know, uh, happy to be here. Hopefully we have a good week. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who plays that game, you have to, uh, you have to give it a shot. It's gonna, it's gonna take a long time. I told we were talking to Megatron, and I told him that that I don't think a lot of reviewers finish this game because it's so long, Mm. and the the story is so deep and so intertwined and so good that uh, you know it had an eighty three Metacritic, but I, I mean. I'm, when I take when I tell you this game is like painstakingly long, but it's in a good way. It's really long, and it's really hard. Like you get up to points where you have to grind for five hours, just you know, on and on with fights and fights, just to get up so you can feel comfortable to go to the next level or that next boss. Because sometimes it is just when it's out of your favor, it's out of your favor. But that's part of the game that I love. Um, so I've been just chugging hours on that. I, I'm totally obsessed. Played some NBA, but overall feeling good about Xbox. I think uh, it's kind of boring at the moment because I just feel like Xbox is so good that, you know, it's just less to talk about, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, I think they're they're well on their way, and we'll go into that in the topics, uh, you know, to just complete, you know, utter gaming, uh, you know, on top of each other. You know, so we'll get we'll get to that, and I'm, we're gonna have a good show. Hopefully, Lord shows up. He's usually not the type to miss a show, so hopefully everything's okay there. Or he just fell asleep. Hopefully, he just fell asleep too tired. That sometimes I have done that before, but you know, sometimes happens. But mm-hmm. um, happy to be here, and let's go. Totally, Tim. All right, moving on. Eric Shockley, buddy, how you doing, brother? Pretty good. Um just been trying to well i've been trying to play the medium like last night but it it was hard crashing my series x over and over and over again uh deleted it redownloaded it 
did it again. I was just like, and it makes my console just make a loud beeping noise and it just completely shuts off and it does a hard reset. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to play that game maybe for a few months after a few patches. Mm. I feel like this thing's going to kill my Xbox if I keep trying to chug through it. Um, mm. So I'm going to pass on that one for a bit. But overall, it seemed pretty cool. Um, if you like, if you know, if you've played any of the past like Silent Hills, it feels like you know, right at home at that. Um, so hopefully that I'll probably hear some of your guys' takes on that later. But um, and then now I've just moved on. I'm just playing uh, Devil or Shin Megami Tensei Devil Digital Saga on the PS2. So just mm-hmm. jumping into that since the medium didn't work out. So. Right, um, but yeah, not much. All right, all right, yeah, we'll uh, we'll dive into the medium in a little bit uh, further into the show, and finally, Megatron, buddy. Hey, it's been a little while. How you been? Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, kind of. Ha- I hit hard with COVID uh, a couple weeks back, and, <clears throat> and I'm still battling. Uh, and then I got other things going on behind the scenes and, uh, it's been honestly a rough couple of weeks. So kind of, kind of happy to kind of chill with you guys and, uh, <clears throat> talk some gaming for a little bit. I said, I want to get into the medium, hopefully, uh, uh, after the show. But, uh, like I said, this has been a real rough behind the scenes, uh, role, uh, on my end of things, but, uh, yeah, it's just, Love and support that I got from everybody in the last past couple of weeks has been outstanding. So uh, that is that definitely helped a lot. So, but yeah, here TXR, let's go with Sunday. <clears throat> yeah, buddy. All right. And as yeah. a reminder, guys, uh, if you like listening to the show uh, on the go, be sure to check us out on a wide variety of audio podcasting platforms. We realize that not everyone has the ability to listen live on YouTube. So, hey, if you're, you're more than welcome to listen to us uh, on various podcasts such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts and many others. Definitely check us out there. Now, guys, we will move and roll into our first topic of the evening. And this week, Microsoft unveiled its second quarterly earnings. And the report, it states that, um, well, the reporting states that um, there was a 51% surge in gaming, gaming revenues for Microsoft. Absolutely huge with the launch of new consoles, hardware revenue jumped 86% year over year. That is absolutely massive, let me tell you. Um, Microsoft had about $43.1 billion in revenue. Oh man, talk about a huge, huge uh, pile of earnings there. Um, I really don't want to overwhelm our listeners with all different kinds of statistical jargon, but it seems like the Xbox division is doing quite well. Um, Guys, I'll keep this open to the panel, uh, whoever wants to chime in on this first, but what are your thoughts on Xbox's or Microsoft's latest earnings report for this quarter? What do you guys think of Xbox taking in well, just this huge surge and just uh, it, it seems like there's been a huge spike in the Xbox division over the past uh, few months. Who wants to take it? I'll go second. We can go first or I can go first. 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Tim, if you if you'd like to take charge, <laughs> I guess go, right ahead. go yeah. right ahead. Um, I think really what it says is that uh, Satya and CFO, the CFO, uh, I keep forgetting her name. I draw a blank on her name. Um, they're very, regardless, uh, they're very good. Um, they're very, they're very high on Xbox right now. Uh, so what that means to me is that means more money is going to be spent. Amy Hood. Thank you. Um, that means more money is going to be spent and more games are going to come and we're going to be happier as Xbox fans. Uh, I think that it's smooth uh, sailing right now. If you just look logistically down the line and you know how you can line up things and, you know, possible, you know, I've heard what I've heard is they're looking for publishers more than let's say a studio. So they're looking at a, 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 like a, a people who make games on a whole, well, like whether it be, you know, uh, a Gears box I heard, or Gears box I think that they were uh, mentioned, uh, you know, uh, just think of the publishers. So I think if you're looking at Xbox and looking for acquisitions, that's where you look um, right now. That's what I'm hearing, but we'll see. Otherwise, uh, yeah, they had a tremendous quarter, $5 billion. So that's the most they've ever made in a quarter, $5 billion. And, uh, you know, that's approaching big numbers now. And you think that they have such demand and they have so many games in the, in the you know, woodworks that they're just going to blow away uh, 2021 financially. So what's that going to mean? That means next year you're going to get your same business report and, you know, um, you know, the CFO and, and Satya are going to make another statement. But by that time, you know, you just imagine those numbers. By that time, you might have more publishers on and, uh, you know, it's just going to grow and grow. 2020, 2021, from what I heard, is their biggest year. They're looking to just like everything to fall into place now. And the ball get rolling and the times when you get your games, they're behind you. And there's no more waiting, you know. Uh, people want to destroy Xbox for waiting now, <laughs> say 538 days without a AAA. Yes, that's all truth, but you have to have some foresight. And I think that some fa- fans that were Xbox fans that switched over lost that. And you know, you just you're just gonna keep denying it and pretend that they have games and say, oh, it's been 882 games, uh, whatever, uh, 632 games days before a game with AAA, and then Halo hits, and then Wolfenstein three hits. And then Starfield mm-hmm. hits, and then let's go on and on because twenty two they're they're going to be big. They're going to have a lot of games coming. Hellblade two. So and then 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 it's five of those games in the last say seven months or eight months. And then what's the narrative then? What is your narrative then, Xbox hater? So uh, you know they're, they're they're counting. Are they counting by chance Godfall and Miles Morales as, as part of their AAA count here? I don't think you can't put Godfall. Uh, that's why I'm no just trying to say because if no. we go off of the idea behind triple A and double A, triple A and double A just means budget, right? Mm-hmm. In the end, and that's where I'm just trying to point out that you know, um, I picked up a game on sale uh, just yesterday called Daymare. Mm-hmm. This game was voted by game uh, by a uh, gaming bolt or whatever as the worst game of 2019. I had to figure out why anybody would ever come out and say this. And you know why? Because it's not a graphical showpiece. 
It was right. merely meant to basically simulate uh, that feeling you got when you played Resident Evil 2 back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it, it, that, it's supposed to be a 90s cliche kind of game with 90s graphics. And to me, I was like, wow, the game is actually, I'm enjoying it because mm-hmm. th- I, I'm not one here to count A's. That's why I always have to laugh when right. people AAA, AAA, AAA. It's like, you know, I've seen some, like, look at Cyberpunk, the AAA game that never could. You know, so it's like, come on, let's stop with the AAA narrative. There's plenty of there is plenty of content and software available on Xbox from many developers. Um, Xbox is just um, a software developer, hardware developer that likes to uplift the studios around them rather than um, some of the competitors only using a studio when necessary, when they have nothing to spotlight themselves. Mm-hmm. But they yeah they want teamwork they want people sharing engines they want um, people sharing characters in games um, you know I like Xbox's idea they go far far you know you know far and away with some awesome games um, uh, so it's just it's just good news like like I said when I say Xbox is boring is you know a lot of times when I've been vocal it's because you know it's just people just being assholes about xbox or you know bashing people and just being dicks so when usually that happens i'm more vocal and i'm kind of a dick back but now it's like what are you going to argue about they're both awesome they're both nobody can get them uh they're both going to set records in 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 the holiday uh if i had one place to choose to stand with to be with it's 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 xbox because i just you just see everything coming to it, you, everything coming to 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 where they want to be. You see that all. It's only a matter of time, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, unless they have horrendous and you know bad uh, luck and Starfield sucks and this stuff. But I doubt that. I don't. I think you're gonna have a games that are gonna wow you. And uh, you know, look, the Xbox is getting the show. I mean, that's not by that just happens because they got lucky, but that's huge for just Microsoft in general. Because I can guarantee, like, there was a time when I there was when I was in football coaching and I was playing football. I wouldn't say I gamed as much, but I still had a passion for it. I still had all the systems, but I definitely didn't play like I play now or when I played when I was young, when I could stay up all night and play. But there was a time when 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 I wasn't playing, and the only reason why I got a PS3, a PS4, is because of the show. I am a huge baseball fan. Like I am a big Mets fan. Uh, I was upset with them with Will Pond. I lost a little, uh, you know, passion with them. But now I'm full on board. I'm very happy. But I love baseball. It's just you to have a baseball game is like me playing NBA last night, and just amazed at how 2K looks. You know, the next gen edition, next gen edition. But it's a huge get for Xbox and things like that are just accumulative. You know, making them better and better. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're an Xbox hater and you're listening to this podcast, which you're probably not because you just got good fans, I'd rethink your position or just like games because in the end, if you want to game more, you're going to have Game Pass. You're going to have everything that you want on Xbox. And, uh, you know, it's just time to stop hating. They're, they're already they're, – they're not going to fail like you said. They're not going to blow up. They are hugely – on the way to being hugely profitable and hugely mm-hmm. powerful. So that's just the way it's going to go. Yeah. Now to pick up, uh, yeah, what I don't get, Oh, go ahead. Shockley. Um, yeah. What I don't get, cause like, I'll see people like say like 
crap or what have you be like oh it's been 500 and so many days it's like well yeah we understand that was the whole problem that's why they you know went out there and got you know bethesda got more studios uh ninja theory and all those so i'm like they've addressed it so they've addressed the concerns so you know it's coming you know there's about to be an abundance at no point is there going to be like a dry spell anymore once that starts hitting starting with halo infinite hopefully we have some of because Bethesda likes to again, we've said it many times, announce stuff like in the same year. Bethesda's gonna have some games that they were gonna roll out for twenty twenty one that they haven't announced yet. We don't even know their window, but they're gonna release some games outside of Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. So it's like it's not like they're not addressing the problem. They did. But unfortunately, if you want God of War quality, even God of War, it took years. It took them probably five or six years. <laughs> Like to get that quality, so the same thing with Sony. They have what they have uh, a re-release or a remake, which is great uh, with uh, Demon Souls, and then they had equivalent to hey, we already have Spider-Man, and let's just make you know take basically the same cities, much to it, just make a new storyline with Miles Morales. So it's like they don't have much either, and we. Yeah, God of War is coming out, Ragnarok, this year. Um, but all we got was a JPEG, so I, I doubt it. <laughs> um, and then Horizon Zero Dawn, they've been working on what would have been four years, probably already on an existing engine. So that doesn't take as much many years to create when they probably have a similar design. All right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think his point. I think he just cut out. But uh, okay, sorry. Yeah, he came back. Oh, yeah, he came back. Get, get my Talk. point. Like even even Sony, even the great like Sony first party studios, it takes them years to make like a new IP. Um, and then even so, the one the games that the first party games they have out are ones that off already using an established engine, like you know Miles Morales, or and we don't even know what their next big you know game is for a lot of their other studios so it's like i mean they're gonna be good but just to say to say have to worry about it like a year and a half microsoft's gonna be good for forever (laughs) i know unless something really bad happens but yeah Mm. that was basically my point too um Shout out to Mega. He had to go. Um, you know, he's, he's been sick with the COVID. So we told him if you feel sick, just leave. Um, he's an awesome guy there. Just send uh, your love towards him. He's a good guy. He's doing well. So you heard him. Um, but yeah, to to the to the point of what you were saying, that was that's that's exactly, you know, to it was, you know, the same thing I was saying. And it's like, you know, uh, just have a little foresight, like for these people that that like are you know whether it be crap or you know I think crap doesn't a stick uh, at this point you know and and I'll probably say that he does uh, if he offends somebody or something but um, you know you gotta have foresight you gotta it's like I used to tell Jeremy Jeremy's like oh it's over man Xbox sucks I'm gonna be, I'm gonna DM Phil go fuck himself excuse my language but you know um uh, you know you heard all the stupidity like that. And I was like, just look. And that was with 15 studios or 14 studios and then 15 and now 23. Like Jeremy came to terms. Like He was like, yeah, okay. With Bethesda, he's like, yeah, okay. You know, it's, but no more talk, no more crying. 
But you know, you just gotta you just gotta look down and look at all the games that are coming. Bethesda is just it's just a mind blowing acquisition. And I see people pushing for acquisitions. I necessarily don't want them to just spread themselves thin and keep the talent, uh, you know, um, you know, drawn out. I'd rather them to still grow organically with all twenty three studios that they have. And have a strength core of that. You know, one thing about Sony, they have 13, but, and then they have some that aren't making it, but their studios are packed with unbelievable talent. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't spread your talent too thin. So, uh, you know, people say 30 studios compared to 23, uh, you know, you just got to think. Um, but I think Xbox has been doing this. Uh, the guy Booty is fantastic at what he does. He just, he did. He did the same thing with Minecraft, and I really feel like he's just, you know. And, and they, they got the thing is, is that with Microsoft, that you go back five years ago, it was always about them believing in Xbox as part of Microsoft, of part of its lineage, of part of it. Before then, it was always an afterthought or like a, uh, you know, a fun, fun thing to look at for Bill Gates and even like Satya. Satya doesn't know anything about video games. He is he he doesn't know anything. And I've talked to the man. The guy does not know anything. But he <laughs> does know the he does know. And I talked to him because they asked me uh certain questions about gears going uh you know multipot. But the fact is is that he, he's a brilliant man, but he doesn't he, video game, he's probably reading a book all his life and he just never got into video games. But he understands numbers and he understands the trend and he and he I think it's something that he sees and he sees the passion and he just realizes that that's going to go a certain way. He realizes now that I think video games are going to be the top medium, not even it's going to overtake Hollywood. I think that we mm-hmm. always say it's good. It's going to blow away Hollywood. Yeah. There's gonna, when you're playing a game like Yakuza and it's rivaling the story on Godfather and in many ways in different ways, and it's 10 times longer Guess what? We're going to come to a point where developers make games better than we make movies, and it's, there'll probably be competition. But I just think video games has a chance, for the most part, to take over, be the top medium. And I think that Satya and you know the CFO, they all believe now in Xbox. And what that means is, is that they're looking for Xbox to spend money. Where, where Xbox spend money, they, they, they got a, a golden ticket. So now they just got to make smart stuff, smart decisions acquire more just keep building in but or building their existing studio base but uh it's 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 a great thing for microsoft right now i mean we went into the subject for you know 40 minutes but you know when people make deal out of numbers if we had a bad thing we'd be talking about that but this yeah. was like i think everyone with the numbers realized it was like I don't know how invader your what's your opinion on the whole thing you 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 haven't talked about it yeah well honestly I just think that it's really encouraging how healthy the Xbox division is and how much they're contributing to Xbox I mean so to Microsoft overall now you look at some of the statistics here that I'm pulling for example uh, the Xbox Series X and S uh, those consoles, those devices are the most moved devices in an Xbox launch month period. So that shows the excitement of the brand and people just wanting these consoles. You look at 
like content seems to be such a big driving force for Xbox as well. Xbox software and services grew by something like 40% year over year. And you can pretty well damn be sure that that's uh, the high number is because of Xbox Game Pass. I mean, Game Pass is still spiking up. Uh, Satya had put out, uh, I, th- I think it was Satya. He had put out a statistics uh, of that Xbox Game Pass now has 18 million subscribers. That's insane right now. And it's still like I want to say that, you know, it's been a couple of years now for Xbox Game Pass since it's uh, been live. But it's still in its infancy and it has grown astronomically. Not only that, you think about the amount of games that have uh, come in and out of it. Uh, and then you look at Xbox Live. The Xbox Live numbers are monumental. They have, uh, I think they hit 100 million monthly active users. That may even be a new record if I'm uh, not mistaken. And either way, like you look at the revenue, $5 billion, the highest ever for a quarter. Guys, things are looking really good for the Xbox division. I mean, there's companies all over the game industry that would love to be hitting these numbers and seeing these high spikes. So you can damn well be sure that uh you know xbox you know things are looking pretty darn good guys um i go on go right ahead brother all right because i know we've like you said we 40 minutes um i like what tim dog said about um gaming surpassing uh the movie industry and um, I really do think that is going to happen. I really do think the pandemic uh, played a big role in that um, because we see how regret- – regrettably, we saw how fragile the uh, entertainment industry is. Uh, the minute you shut down uh, the ability to have any kind of a live audience, uh, whether it's in your studio, in the theaters, um, you've pretty much shot yourself in the foot. Um, that's why we're seeing multiple uh, movie studios trying to figure out where to put their movies in the first place right now. Do we put them in a subscription service? Do we wait until theaters reopen? Um, I really do see gaming actually surpassing mo- um, the movie industry purely because um, the gaming reaches out to people's homes. The They're able to reach people one-on-one. They don't have to deal with some of the constraints that the movie industry has right now. Um, and definitely we're seeing some, some of the same technology that's used in movies today, like, uh, stop capture animation, motion capture animation, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. There is techniques used today in gaming that are also used in movies. We're seeing Hollywood actors already transition into gaming. Christopher judge, uh, the kid that Mm -hmm. originally played Iceman, uh, numerous actors. Um, and so, we already see the direction it's going. Um, Sony, uh, I've already said Sony is more yeah. of an entertainment company than they are a gaming company. They have um, Sony Pictures. They're in movies um, and their games. Their games are more tailored towards that, towards that first person cinematic experience, or excuse me, single player single uh, cinematic experience. That's why those games just have so much polish to them, um, and. I can't agree with you more, Tim Dog. The other half I want to point out, though, is mm-hmm. with everybody that's going around with this whole concept of Microsoft has no games and stuff like that. Um, for starters, where are you going to be when all these games do come out? Um, no offense. Um, look at 
individuals like Jason Schreier, Paul Tassi, you know, um, other people from other media outlets that have completely alienated themselves from the fan base that they actually preach to because of a stance that they just kept just beating a dead horse about. And so I'm not I'm going to hold you in the same regards. You um, have pretty like at this point when or do you expect to come back when there is games and be like, oh, it's it's all great now because I told them there was no games the whole time. And you're yeah. I'm sorry. At least me. I'm going to look at you and be like, why are you here? You, you, yeah, you, you, you drew your line in the sand back there. You go have fun with it. Um, I know. So, <laughs> so true. And um, what do you think thing, they'll be talking about? Like those people. It's just not one person. It's, it's a work. If anything, what we're going to be counting, be counting <laughs> pixels. We're going to we're going to be over here saying my frame rate's better than yours. I mean, I can only imagine th- how idiocy it's going it's going to get. Um, and that's that or they just because, give people credit, you know. I mean, I, exactly. I said so. This, you know, they just guys come to me and say, uh, you know, uh, you know, even if if Xbox games go. Which I don't, I don't think that they're going to go to Bethesda. But even if some do, it's just it is a win for you know gamers in a way. Um, but the fact that you get a day one on Game Pass cannot be, it can't be trivialized. Oh no, you know what I mean? Be. Like you know that you're getting freaking these games, and when they start hitting, and like you just know that Fallout Five is going to be on your hard drive. Well, it's the best value uh, in gaming. You know? Yeah. Oh, and the one thing I want to preach to people is while you're over here counting frame rates, blades of grass, trying to prove whose console's better than yours or whatever else, that's where um, Invader will probably agree with me on this and Tim Dog will know. Um, there is other entities currently right now wanting to creep up on gaming. We see the numbers mm. Microsoft is doing. We see the numbers PlayStation is doing. Yes. Gaming as a whole is exploding right now. And we've already said that entertainment, I mean, that movies are going to take, you know, second place to gaming. We already see Disney already kind of pushing EA to not have exclusivity. Disney wants to have uh, more games out there when it comes to the Star Wars franchise. Um, We know that Disney has consolidated all of the gaming studios that they had pretty much under their umbrella and all of a sudden now lucas um lucas electronic arts or whatever it's called now is back and looking to make more games because disney sees that they can make a lot of revenue in gaming i'm curious on how far they're willing to go and how many franchises they're going to let out into the wild um but that's where also um the video i just did tencent a lot of people don't realize that tencent is also in the movie industry. Um, as a matter of fact, I actually think they had their hands in the last Transformers movie. Um, cause I remember, cause it's kind of when I know their logo, it's like a little tent that pops up when you see it. Um, and that's one thing that concerns me. Uh, cause I, I don't want Microsoft or these other companies to get stretched thin when it comes to acquisitions of studios or publishers. But at the same time, I don't want these studios or publishers to get in the hands of the wrong individuals. Because as we see, uh, Microsoft treats it as art. Sony treats it as entertainment. I don't want a company like Tencent coming in and treating it like dollar signs. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where it, the my concerning part is, at least in the articles that I read, when you hear that Tencent could pot- possibly have a hostile takeover of either Take-Two or EA, 
means that somebody along the lines have sold their soul to the devil and Tencent owns a considerable share of their stock options to the point where Tencent could technically walk in and say, hey, it's ours now. And that's where if that situation was to occur, I just hope one of these companies would turn to um, a company like Microsoft, um, um, Microsoft, PlayStation, uh, Nintendo, basically the guys that have been around doing it for a long time and pretty much help basically, hey, we would rather sell to you than letting one of these other companies like run amok with what we've created. Well, the truth is everybody sees the growth in gaming over the past year and they see uh, the kinds of money that it's raking in right now. And yeah, you're correct about Tencent. I mean, they've had their hands in like they've been really growing. They're scary. They, yeah, they they're are. Scary. Do, um, do, they're actually you know why they're scary? Because they're from China and China will not do like they could, you know, meaning that they could just do what they want from gaming. It doesn't like mm. we have a community like even 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 cyberpunk, but intensive thing. They're a Chinese uh, based company, in my opinion. It, it just, gets worse than that, Tim Dog. I did some digging onto them on Wiki. Mm. Um, in certain parts of the world, Tencent is responsible for issuing credit scores. Yeah, really? I mean, like, imagine that they're actually in the Asian market in certain parts of their, the region over there. They actually have a company that they own that issues credit scores. Yeah. yeah. It's for me, it's dangerous because if they, they get like behind a publisher and they buy like EA and then, you know, they're just releasing like, you know, really bad games with no effort. Like, just take EA, say they bought EA and they were, you know, doing Madden and it was basically even worse than it is now. Like, and nobody cares, you know, you know, but that's all we have because they have certain, you know, EA is the only one making video games really like baseball games and stuff like that. Not baseball, uh, football. Um, you know, if they're behind something like that, I just, I would, I think that the quality of gaming, uh, you know, I don't know they could be actually good, but I, I get a little nervous with them. I, I, I have to be honest. I'd rather if well, Tencent you know, was going to target Ubisoft, be Ubisoft, Ubisoft, be Ubisoft. You know I, what I mean? If Tencent was going to target either one, I think they would be more apt towards Take Two, purely because of Grand Theft Auto Online. The, yeah, that's that's, that's more horrible. Stu- though. And that's like, imagine them screwed. Imagine they screwed up GTA. <laughs> Just imagine that. Because well, I want. That their games is a service kind of company, and GTA yeah. Online is more their style. It's bad enough, yeah, guys. Yeah, they, they just said that they never made it. They just say, oh, we're just going to make GTA next-gen capable. It's bad like, enough. And uh, charge, go on. Oh, no, sorry. I'm just saying it's bad enough that, you know, they just, there was an article put out the other day that uh, they got a minority stake and don't nod. Obviously, they're the lightest yeah, range devs. And they have their hands in like a like a whole bunch of other devs that people don't know about. They like in like tens of devs. I think they have a stake in. Fat they own Shark, Riot not, Games, yeah. uh, Activision, Ubisoft. They and they, they just don't, they when, don't I say, when I when, when I say Epic. But like when I say China, I don't want to sound like some kind of bigot or anything. But I'm just saying China, their laws are different than ours, and they don't have a a real connection with mm-hmm. gamers. Oh. I'd say as a whole, they're just kind of like secluded in a way where like they could do something like put out shit games and not listen to any of the feedback and, and just and just add make on it, to that Tim Dog just to show you everything too. They have no laws over there. Well, they have laws, but. 
it's more along the lines of copyright laws and infringement. Right. Some of the worst ripoffs you will ever see of games come from that that area. Yeah. Basically, mm -hmm. like literally, they will take a game and cut, copy, and paste it into a different architecture, and you're like, "This is a like a didn't that happen with Rainbow Six Siege? There was a the game that came out of uh, China that was completely a complete uh, cut, copy, and paste version of Rainbow Six Siege." Wow, not yeah, 100% I mean, sure, but I mean, the whole thing is the the Chinese Communist Party because they have uh, you know, they always have a say in what the the com you know, the Chinese companies do or say or whatnot. So that's the really mm -hmm. big concern right there. You know, you don't want them messing right. in on uh like North American, European or just worldly uh companies because, you know, if they get their just like TikTok yeah, TikTok. Yeah, the whole TikTok situation as well. You know, you don't want them like infecting them uh, with you know the uh, the Communist Party tendrils and so on because you don't know. You don't know how far it goes. Right. Well, they honestly by just Democrat Democratic nation versus Communist nation, they never they don't think the same way. They have different ideas on everything. And to be honest, when you take China, the reason why the United States didn't want TikTok owned by that, that that much was because they didn't want China to have all the information on American people. Just as a whole, there's just, it's like oil and water. It doesn't mix. It's just the way it's mm -hmm. been, at least the way I've always seen it. It doesn't mean that, you know, you know, just politically and just with laws, like, like everyone's saying, and just the out of touchness too. It's like, like when it comes to blaming something, like, like if you have to like say your game was just like, it was a total hack and, slash and it was and they made gta just like all money like a cell phone game but they own so much of video gaming that I understand it, that, that oh my god uh <laughs> they 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 uh they own so much of the gaming industry and now they're starting to water down the industry and mm -hmm. um you that's a scary thing it's like like the quality of video games just have to go up uh it's like what you know we were talking about just last segment you know um as when that goes up, you know, when the video games is better than Hollywood, you know, it, like when it becomes to that point, you got to believe that, you know, that's just video gaming as a whole just kept growing and kept getting better and better. Something like Tencent scares me to the, you know, not scares me, but just I could see things getting watered down. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas like if you like with Microsoft, what they're doing with their games and the way they're going about it organically grow, like I have confidence that that xbox studios and, and sony too i have to say them too they're organically growing their games are going to be unbelievable in the future it's, it's going to be the top of the line but the ubisoft's of the world they're they've always been there but they've kind of taken different strategies and you know if just think if they took an even worse strategy they can get even less so uh you know i'd rather uh you know the I was always told, but it looks like like Google, Amazon, Tencent, and Microsoft, they're all going to be vying for more and more studios. So mm -hmm. uh, it just keeps growing. That, but uh, that's, that's just... That worries me. Yeah. That's just, all like... Everybody's going to be buying up these studios. And I just... I'm looking at it from the perspective. I don't want to see something that I grew up doing right. and enjoying all of a sudden just turn into this huge money grab for a bunch of people that don't understand it. Because right. if you want to see um, a huge victim of not understanding gaming, uh, go read that article by Jason Schreier on Amazon on why they mm -hmm. can't create a successful game. <laughs> right. right. Um, 
Yeah, well, again, it's it's great to see, you know, that Xbox and Microsoft as a whole is doing well, especially, obviously, the Xbox division. And, yeah, there's all kinds of companies, uh, developers, publishers, more so that, uh, you know, because of the way the market is right now in gaming and how successful it's been, you know, a lot of them are going to be, uh, you know, be, uh, it's, you know, buying a lot of them are going to be mm-hmm. really interested in getting into uh, the gaming market even more so. And with this, guys, we'll transition to another bit of news since we, you know, again, we just addressed, you know, uh, Microsoft and the momentum they have. Um, they could possibly, um, you know, they, since they got all this money, they could have room to spare for another Bethesda-sized acquisition. And, you know, we always talk um, often these days about Xbox and various acquisition rumors floating around. And there's one gaining a lot of traction right now. And it's that Xbox is, again, they're going to be making another Bethesda or ZeniMax level purchase quite soon. Now, guys, take this with a grain of salt. But there's a credible insider named Xbox Ragnar. And recently he backed a rumor stating that Xbox has another Bethesda-sized acquisition in the works going on to state that it'll be announced at sometime at the end of this year or maybe the beginning of next year. Obviously, these things, when you're talking about big publishers, you know, sometimes it takes a while. The Bethesda one apparently took a couple of years to really nail out. Guys, this has reignited even more uh, speculation of what studio or publisher could be next. Now, uh, uh, Tim, I'll stick with you, buddy, on this one. But, of course, everybody can chime in here. What what are your thoughts on this? Uh, Could we be seeing another big publisher purchased for Xbox? Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of talked about this earlier on on just because we went off on uh, tangents. But... um, uh, which was my fault, but you know, I, I can see them doing, um, uh, 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 I can see them buying publishers now and, uh, I don't think they're going to be going into the studios and I, and I, I'm hoping that the, the publishers that they buy, that they organically grow them, uh, the names I'm hearing, you know, they're not going to knock your socks off in my opinion, but they have an, they have a, the purpose, and um, so I think that they're just looking. They have to get games for kids. Um, PC side, I think that they want to address a little bit more. Um, there's some PC developers uh, that they want to kind of get. You know, they want they want to help. They want it for a PC game uh, gamers to feel good too. So, like, think of a PC publisher um, that has some games to console, but their P- PC is there main choice i could see that happening um i've heard that um they're happy with game pass um uh, that you know they're always looking of course uh, to the point where people are throwing themselves at them so they have to be more cautious and they have to really think things through um but i think what you're going to get is you're going to get like a, a something that's going to come with a lot of you probably made fun of but a strategic move like that so you look at those type of studios and then I do think that this, I think there's going to be two. So they're going to have that one that's not going to come with a lot of fanfare. Probably uh, game, gamers like us will have a topic like a, you know, but I heard one of the, one of the things that with this game studios that they, any game that comes out that's made by the first party studio, it has to come on Xbox. So no matter what, like Flight Sim or, uh, you know, these others, it has to come on Xbox. So just keep that as a, you know, uh, 
you know, keep that as a, in the back of your head when if you hear that who they buy, like if it's that type of mm-hmm. publisher that I described, then um, I can see them going after um, who was the, the the guy that I heard that I can't say. I'm not going to say. Um, yeah, a, a one that you know would have some uh, other big IP attached to it. That's a publisher. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be two publishers. Oh wow. So um, that's what I think that 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 that's my if my analysis and believe me when people come to me with this oh I know somebody who got somebody or whether it's I got a tip I just don't I roll my eyes at that stuff I talk to a lot of people and um, the best I've gotten is, is that type of thinking so I could see a PC publisher and then I could see a publisher with an IP attached to them um, and then those two will really fill out. And I do also think those two might, nothing's going to compare to Bethesda. Just mm-hmm. get that out of your mind. When they say Bethesda, no, you're not, I don't think you're going to get that type of talent. You're going to get something with a big IP attached to it. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, that, that develops a lot of different games and you're going to get, I think one that's going to target the T- PC first. So whether they have a bunch of lineage of games that are on PC and they will also look to make games on console, but their first for, foremost, their first and foremost focus is they want to kind of address PC Game Pass because the numbers can be more than they are. Yeah. Now, there's been some interesting stuff going on the past couple of days regarding a, a certain publisher, uh, Sega. They actually they've been doing some restructuring and they split their business into uh, well their gaming sections like kind of in half one into their pachinko um, section and then the other just into a a separate gaming section overall. Could they be a very tempting buy for Microsoft? Um, I think you could see something like a collaboration type deal or like, a, a, you know, a, a, a section of the publisher there. But I don't say is not one of the ones I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard two specifically. And both are publishers, and both are what I've described. I'm not going to give the names because Mm -hmm. when I give I give a name, then it's all over the internet. Not that it isn't, but I know when people like this is how I would say somebody would come to me and say, uh, "Did you hear this?" I'm not going to give you the name. Give me a hint, and I would say the, uh, you know, uh, the one that I had heard. And this person kind of has been right with stuff. I go, "Well, the one that I heard was starts with the letter." And then I gave him the letter, and then it turned out that that my information from another source matched his information. Now, whether that's the same source that originated, that could have happened, but you got now kind of two things saying the same thing. And additionally, another thing that he didn't tell me, but I could read through the lines, um, that that's kind of like, you know, where it could be at. Uh, But then again, it could all just not happen or something, you know, like I said, Xbox has to be cautious too. You don't want to make bad studio. You don't want to buy a studio that's not good, that mm-hmm. you're not happy with, and uh, that because it's ugly. When if you try to leave them, like what happened with Xbox earlier on, with um, who was the studio that unfortunately they let go? Uh, uh, well, there's a couple. I mean, look at Bungie for the- example. Not uh, well, Bungie was Bungie kind of left, but or they had an argument and they didn't uh, come to terms. Twisted Pixel, 
No, much bigger than Twisted. It was their main studio for Fable. I forgot the name Lionhead? of it. Uh, oh, Lionhead. Lionhead. Yeah, yeah Lionhead well, was. Uh... I think a lot of those left after Peter Molyneux left. A lot of right. the big dudes the good left. Talents. Was it much? A lot of the talent were left. So kind of like. And they didn't think, yeah, and they, and they didn't think of organically growing back then. Like then, like if you if one of the Xbox guys is like, "Well, let's hire studios," they like get get devs. They would laugh at you because one of the things that was um a, a kind of a, it's a good thing. Uh, when I heard is that when you you uh, work for Microsoft, you get paid in some sort of stocks every employee, and you're considered an employee. So uh, they would look at that and they would say, "Oh, no way!" Now that obviously that line of change is thinking. I think they still do that, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But the fact of the matter is, is that now they'll hire devs and hire people and grow. When their line had probably lost all those guys, they probably just had to eat it, which explains why Fable Legends was a disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Fable Legends was a very special case altogether. I mean, I, I, I actually, believe it or not, still have that downloaded on my Xbox. <laughs> um, the beta, that was... Um, I, I thought it was okay. Actually, it looked great, to be honest, but... Uh, you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. Before clicking on that, uh, and this is a true story. I, I played Fable Legends with Phil, and... When I tell you that I was really like, I was being like, wow, this is amazing. I love this game. Uh, Phil was not the same. Uh, he was playing the game, and I could tell he was, he just didn't feel it. Like he, he felt underwhelmed by it. Um, he's like, oh, we'll get there. And then some of the animations need work and this and that. But a fun fact is, I did play Fable Legends with Xbox, and I was like overly joyed and overly excited. Probably because, too, I want to say the game, the game did, one thing, it did look amazing. But there wasn't much behind it, and I think that they kind of knew, and that that was the beginning of the end of that that you know that developer, which is sad with the whole thing that happened. But the game, like you said, it had definitely had problems. It would it would have released to like a sixty eight Metacritic. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have been that good. Yeah, um, but yeah, guys, you know it's really a seller's market right now. Uh, all kinds of studios. Um, Again, just because of the huge influx in gaming over the past year because of the whole worldwide situation, I mean, studios uh, can get uh, a pretty darn uh, big bang for their buck right now. And um, really, again, like if you want to make some money on your studio, now's the time because publishers, they want the content uh, and they want to make their own subscription services or ones that already have their own subscription service to add value, add more content. Um, again, you look at Google, you look at EA, unfortunately, Tencent, again, they're the rumor circulating right now of them curating billions of dollars to want to buy a big publisher. So that's kind of scary. Uh, like there's a whole bunch of publishers that I could see Microsoft being into again, uh, um, in the summertime, there is a talk about WB games, uh, and Microsoft having uh, chats about uh, different acquisitions about their studios. Uh, Ubisoft was another one. Um, I don't know if you guys remember a few years ago the whole Vivendi situation and uh, Ubisoft with the whole hostile takeover thing that it didn't happen, but uh, you know that was kind of an in- interesting thing there. Uh, you also got to look at Techland as well, the uh, the Polish uh, developer and publisher, Dying Light 2. There hasn't been really a lot of talk on that. Um, there's all kinds of names out there. So I got to admit, I'm curious. I'm very curious to see Xbox, who they're talking to, or all, or if they'll get a, some kind of a Japanese publisher. 
Uh, can I add to that just to one thing that you just said? Yeah, of course. One thing I did here too is, is that um, anything with offshore money, whether that would be the the um, you know uh, the Polish Techland and um, mm-hmm. Japan, anything with offshore money, Xbox is uh, Microsoft as a whole is like exempt from taxes. So, or they have a tax credit, something. The same thing if you look at what happened with Minecraft. They don't have to pay the same amount of taxes as to say if they bought a Bethesda. They pay, they, so they could up the bid. So just consider that too with studios like CD Projekt Red, Techland. They are also uh, looked at as well. Um, I would think CD Projekt right now uh, is probably you know, lower than it should be. I think they're better developers than what has happened. They just had just a mess. That's another story. Um, but um, I would look into them. Uh, and like I said on Twitter, though, I want to see the 23 studios they have, whether you even take it with Tango Wire or Tower Tango Games, you know, grow them. Add 35 guys to each studio. Keep organically growing because this the if you with twenty three studios if they're all pumping out games thirty five teams and they got enough people and they're making quality you're talking about I think it comes to a game a month or a game every other month and that's when we're that's our golden age of game you know you're getting like you know uh, all the stuff coming in and uh, through Game Pass too. Uh, so th- you know they're really in a, they're 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 in a pos- they're in a pos- they're working from a position of strong right now, and I think Phil knows that. Um, and I don't think that uh, they're just going to just throw money uh, away at something just cause. I think that they did that with Bethesda. Like people say, it's been going on for three years. That's not the story. The mm-hmm. story is it started in 2017. And then it, they offered, and Xbox was way too low, or they, the numbers were way too, they just couldn't come to it. And then in 2020, something happened. And within four months of that, after that happened, the deal was struck. So, like, you know, people, I was reading somebody from this, like, highly acclaimed guy or whatever, uh, and he's like, well, what he said that they've been in, they've been in talks since 2017. Yeah, they, yeah, it meant, like, ongoing. But the thing was is that there was, it was, a, it was an offer in 2017, and then it didn't materialize, and it was left. And then, you know, obviously something happened, so... It was since 2017, but the, there was never, there wasn't the deal trying to be notched for three, four, three, four years. It, you know, there was a reason why it happened, um, from what I heard. So, uh, you know, like that was their 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 goal mine. So, the next studios, I just want people to realize that if it doesn't, you know, fancy your your glory, it's that you have to realize they have they have to get kid games. They have to have games that might not appeal to all of us. And I kind of understand their position on that, you know. I mean, especially with kids' games. I'm sorry, but like Sonic and those things that, you know, mm-hmm. and with the studio, the, the IP that they have, uh, you know, whether it could be that, it could be that game from, what was the game? With Cameo. Remember Cameo in 2007? Yeah, yes. I, I really enjoyed that one. Okay, let's make a game like that with next generation graphics um, that really wow you, that has that type of theme. 
Now that would probably appeal to me and you too, but <laughs> even so, but like it attracts the kids or kids of games like banjo. Let's banjo is a typical, um, you know, just, uh, you know, things that, you know, you want to have uh, that generation, those type of games for the kid generation. Um, it doesn't all have to be COD in my opinion, or, you know, uh, all these games it can be too, but I think though getting, you know, uh, you know, some games for the real kind of so, younger generation, getting them into it is a big thing too. Invader, would you mind if I like tossed a hand grenade of a game out real quick in a studio that we should actually kind of keep our our eyes on in 2021 that no one has got them on the radar right now? All right, boys, watch out for this blast radius. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shit. <laughs> well, I'm talking about Experiment 101 with Biomutant. Weren't they already bought by THQ? They're, yeah, they are being published under TH Nordic, but like I said, you know, it's like the, the, a developer to keep an eye on. Uh, I really feel like uh, I've been kind of foaming at the mouth for Biomutant since I've heard about it, and yeah. I feel like a game. I, I feel like that game. You know, when you talk about having like a a quirky style to it, something that's colorful and fantasyful looking at the same time, um, I I feel like that's Biomutant. And I just feel like I don't know why this game is completely flying under the radar. And the fact that they just recently came out saying that the game's going to be available in May. um, I just, I feel like this is going to be the game out of left field for 2021. Yeah. 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 I just looking it up. uh... It's 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 not next gen though, right? It is not next gen. That sucks. well, that's the thing. It's been actually in, in development for a very long time. And so um, maybe they might patch it, but that's the only thing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pass on the game just because it's not technically a next gen title. Um, it's definitely gonna be completely unique. Um, and I mean, it's gonna definitely be a very, very fun RPG. Well, it's certainly unique. I've always been uh, caught by it. I've been interested in hearing more about it. It's, um, yeah, it's definitely unique. I like the uh, the mech gameplay in it and how you can personalize your own character. And just, yeah, it has, um, you know, the game industry could use some more of these types of games. So I'm really excited to try that out once I, it's I would, released. I'm just saying this will probably put TH Nordic, because TH Nordic is one of those games that I, I mean, I guess names that I feel like has been around forever, but you know, when people say, well, what have they done recently? I can't really think of any games off the top of my head. I know they do games still to this day. I just feel like uh, Biomutant is going to probably put them out there. At least uh, one of the, ti- at least one of those titles that you would mention when you're talking about games you're currently playing. Well, they acquired a lot of devs and, um, and different IP. For example, I believe destroy all humans is under them. Uh, but I think a year ago they acquired Gunfire Games, which has Darksiders, and there's a, there's a few others. There's a few other ones, uh, Piranha Bites, and yeah, I mean they're they've been slowly and steadily growing their their portfolio of studios, their stable of studios and IP. So they're definitely a publisher to keep an eye on. Um, and See, and yeah. and I feel like. Um, that's what I mean. Like uh, Microsoft, is, you know, the idea of uh, saying that Microsoft is, you know, going beyond buying studios to buying publishers. I just see TH Nordic uh, being more of Microsoft style because they're not just uh, just this huge, massive thing already. Definitely, they've got some growing to do, and they've got 
some I just feel like it's gonna put them back on the radar. Mm-hmm. No, totally, man. Either way, guys, it's interesting all this different acquisition talk. I know we it gets brought up often because again, Microsoft and Xbox, they're in this buying mood over the past few years. They're we know that they they have this appetite for uh, acquiring studios and now publishers. And it just it drives up the curiosity level, no doubt. I know everybody in the chat was talking about it too, and you know everybody just wants to know who they're going to get next. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on things as they unfold during the next few months. Uh, either way, just uh, yeah, it's it's been really exciting with Xbox over the past few years with studio acquisitions. Moving along, guys, and this past week we saw the release of the Medium, uh, currently exclusive to Xbox Series consoles and the PC, and, well, basically the Xbox ecosystem overall as it stands. It's currently getting some mixed to positive reviews at the moment. I know I've been seeing a bunch of people really enjoying it. In the chat, there was a few guys talking about it as well. They're really going nuts over it. Heck, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I just did a review on it. I think it's a pretty cool game. I mean, it has some flaws, but it's it, I, I really like what uh, Bloober team have been doing. But I'm curious what everybody on the panel thinks of the game. Um, Shockley, I know you were having issues with it. I don't think you got a chance to really play it. Uh, has anybody on the panel been able to play the medium besides myself? No, I tried to load it up, and then I had to take a, uh, uh, an update of 23 gigabits, and then I got my new Xbox, which is going in the media room, and then I, um, uh, whatchamacallit, um, I downloaded it, but I've been playing, I played Yakuza for like 16 hours this weekend. I stayed in because it was like 10 degrees, um, and I just played Yakuza like crazy. Um, but I didn't get to it. Uh, I watched some of the 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 18 minute the gameplay. It's what I expected. It's like why well, I gave it a 78 Metacritic prediction, and people were like, "Why is it so low?" You know, it's it's a, it's not an action game. It's a, it's not a game from uh, for everyone, but it's a horror game, and a lot of people seem there are people that seem to really like it. So you have to try it. And that's the glory of Game Pass. Try it. And you might find something that you fall in love with. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be trying it, though. Now, just to interject, I believe we have from the Iron Lords podcast joining us, uh, Gaming Addict. Hey, buddy, are you uh, with us? Can, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, well, first thing I want to say is I apologize, man. I, I had some stuff happen today, and it just got me stressed, and I fell asleep. Uh I even set an alarm, and my phone died before my alarm came up, and I definitely want to apologize for that. Don't worry, I told them that was going to be the case. I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, sorry if I'm talking away. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, uh, hopefully there's nothing bad happened to him because I know him; he would be here. But, yeah, uh, just complete that's that's fine. Glad to have you anyway. We get some of you at least some comments, right? So happy. Thanks for joining. I definitely appreciate the invite. Yeah, of course, buddy. Of course. Have uh, you been able to play the medium at all? I played about an hour, hour and a half the other day. It just, it just wasn't for me. I, I understand people like that type of game, and you know, more power to you. But I don't know. It just didn't click, so I didn't want to force myself to play it. I might try it again. You know, I was, you know, a little bit tired when I did play it, but I, I, I might try it again. 
right. All right, very cool. Um, yeah, no, it's, um, you know, I think it's a pretty interesting game. Again, as I was stating, it it does have its flaws. Unfortunately, um, uh, for that, I, I, you know, clunky camera, the uh, gameplay movement, unfortunately. Maybe that has a lot to do with the types of puzzles that it has. Um, and I, I personally, I encountered some nasty bugs, for example, uh, not, not anything that Shockley's been dealing with, but there was a section where I think I saw Sincere too from, uh, Gold Chain Gamers. We had the exact same bug happen where there was a prompt to get up to somewhere and then we were just kind of blocked and then I went down again and I couldn't get the, that same prompt. So I had to reload the level and then finally i i was able to do it but there's just some weird bugs in it but overall i think it's a very interesting psychological horror game that the story's really good it's really solid and i think a lot of people are uh, are gonna enjoy the voice acting as well yeah. you got um for example oh what's his name from uh he did uh, no yeah nolan north i i believe uh from uh mm -hmm. You know, and charted games, uh, and so on. It, overall, and just the technology too. I, I've been showing some uh, gameplay here, not at the moment, but uh, in the gameplay of the medium too, with the the technology, the dual uh, realities going back and forth. It's really interesting stuff too, just to be able to uh, see what Bloober Team have been doing with uh, the SSD. And just what we have to look forward to with next-gen gaming. Uh, I mean, I wish that this had launched a little earlier. It's too bad that it got pushed back all the way to now. But, guys, it's a really enjoyable game. Um, well, I'm definitely going to try it out. So I like that it's scary, and I like that they're trying new things. And, you know, look at the developer, the trajectory of the developer. They made, you know, um, Blair Witch last, which wasn't really that great, but it improved. And now they're doing this. Now, um, honestly, I think the medium with the technology that use it, it would be a good, you know, uh, opportunity for uh, a sequel. And it sounds like you're really enjoying it. So, listen, there's no listen. I'll tell you this much: there was fifty three thousand freaking uh, mentions of it. Uh, that's a lot for a game. The day it came out, and there was fifty three thousand. Uh, mentions the second day, uh, the second day after it came out, and also they re they've recouped all their money. Their first week, they paid everything off, and everything is done. They are just making money now from now on, and that's with Game Pass. A lot of people bought it on PC. The game sold, so uh, you know whether or not I think people were like trying to put it in a, in a ninety scale or an eighty five scale. I think slowly but surely for this studio. But uh, looking from all things, from a financial aspect and everything, it's a success. Yeah, and, and one of the things that I, I definitely want to point out about Medium, you know, is it shows how real, like, how much Microsoft's trying to work to be a very diverse library. Not necessarily, like, one or two different types of genres in there, but, you know, Medium is, isn't really, like, anything we've really ever played. And, and that's one of the things that I do like is, I might not necessarily liked it, but it shows how much diversity that they're trying to bring to the actual, you know, library in general. Right, yeah. And that's the thing, too, the way that they've been courting uh, certain, whether they be timed exclusives or just exclusives, period. Um, you look at, for example, when they had that uh, July showcase, they showcased all kinds of... 
uh, varieties and games. You got your Warhammer uh, 40k um, game. You got Scorn. You got the Medium. There's a lot of variety there. And actually, to be honest, I'm I'm a big fan of like scary horror games, psychological thrillers. And I was happy when I saw the Medium. And man, I mean, I'm just like that's just something that really, really that I enjoy. Um, and yeah, when you talk about the diversity of games that Microsoft is courting for Xbox, you know, this this is something that you know a lot of people want to see because for years, you know, it was kind of you know I hate to say it, but it was kind of dry for you know especially uh, you know once Matrix uh, left and uh, it was just oh man, it was just so terrible. But now, I mean, you know, you see what the things that Phil is doing, uh, you know, the past couple of years, he's been working towards this. And yeah, we have a lot of variety now to look forward to. Um, it's just a shame. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I know a lot of guys. In the... Yeah, go ahead. I did think it was funny how uh, seven out of 10 just turns out to be like, mid or bad games now it's like there's Mm -hmm. since when i think it's all about this whole like metacritic thing when they give you like a yellow card (laughs) and it just like puts it because we've been trained and programmed like you know red yellow to be like you know caution caution or like bad things or if it's green it's okay so it's like why do they even put a color on there the the score already has a value you adding some other negative connotation to that number or to that value, it doesn't make any sense. Like a 74, 75, one's green, one's yellow. We're going to look at the 74 a lot more negatively than a 75, which is almost the same exact score. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. But lately it's just like, yeah, that's a bad game. It's terrible. It's just like, you know, it fits with all of the rest of Xbox's, you know, games it's not even like a first party game but and the funny thing is like oh sorry i was just gonna say the funny thing is like some of my favorite games have been in the that range i remember dying light was that range and a lot of people you know love that game and it's still got that kind of score yeah Mm -hmm. i posted all these you know ps2 exclusives that was like all like 74 like below like even Shinobi, a game I really like from the PS2, was a 71. Like, but it's a good, solid game. But it's like now it's like medium, and they're calling like medium or like you know it being a mid game. I'm like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and I think that was because it came out for Xbox. Let's be honest, and it wasn't for a uh, platform, posing platform. So there was definitely added, uh, you know, that's added, definitely the reason. That's you know. But the same goes for there were a lot of people. Jay was hyping Godfall like crazy, you know. Jay Dubs, uh, oh yeah, guy, he's a good guy. But um, you know, we we talk a lot, and I remember him. He was hyping Medium. I mean, he was hyping freaking Godfall, and that uh, had a sixty Metacritic. But when the time came, it was like where you mentioned where I think that Medium kind of they kind of really tried here and they tried to do a good thing, and they got caught up in that fodder or that fire. Um, when they really deserve it, I think that, uh, like you know, Invader says, give the game a shot, and you know, all of us, let's give the game a shot. You know why? Because if you like games, you have video, you have a game pass, you can play video games on, and the medium, which is a title that, believe it or not, if I didn't have game pass, I'd be like, I kind of got to get this game, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it says a lot for the service. Um, and, uh, you know, we can all play it. So let's all try it ourselves. And, uh, I mean, I, I know that uh, I didn't try I don't think Mega tried it. Uh, Shock, you didn't try it, right? <laughs> I tried it. <laughs> okay. I get my uh, ex- so from my review, as far as I have to give it a you know bad score because I mean so far the game's been okay, but like the game's gonna kill my console here mm-hmm. if I keep playing. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I see a lot of people dogging it as like uh, a Game Pass game, which I think is unfortunate because you know that barrier, that low barrier barrier to entry into the game is uh, it's fantastic, and a lot of people wouldn't have uh, checked out this title if it wasn't in Game Pass um, because they're already subscribed to the service. I did a review on the game, uh, released it yesterday, and I, I, I like the game. Again, I like these kinds of titles. I like what Bloober Team does. And I think they tried to do a few different things here. Some things work, some things, well, you know, they could have tweaked it a bit more and so on. But I, I think there's a lot of good in here. And I think that there could be even a, a sequel to come out of this at some point in the near future. Um, as far as review scores go, I mean, I personally gave it a, a 7.5. I, I, but it's all over the place. Like, to me, 7.5 is still a really fantastic um score to give i remember uh i'll take i'll give you an example i a lot of people didn't care for it uh when it came out but recore for example i think it's a fantastic title and even that like it got dogged for a lot of things too but i think that there's a lot I of think substance. being you're the only people in the world that love that game <laughs> well there's a couple there's a couple right <laughs> um but there's a lot of character to Ooh. that game and it's too yeah had a groundbreaking for its time and it got it was like 71 right i actually feel like besides rise that is the only other game that i feel like has a real good foundation for microsoft Mm-hmm. Rise is Rise. If they all Rise was problem was, and I think I even talked about this at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. uh, or I talked about this recently. Repetitive. Um, it was very repetitive. Remember when you would fight the same guy in the eighth stage? Uh, you know where um, it really started to get repetitive to me, like after the fourth, you know, act or whatever, fourth chapter. But still, that four, first four chapters were like. Really, like the game was like an eight point five at my at my point. I mean, I really like Rise. I finished it. Uh, yeah, obviously, if that if you you had the right idea there, people don't know this, but Rise they wanted to make Rise too, and they wanted to put it in, uh, I think, uh, Eastern um, England or something in a different time. Oh yeah. But it would be be the same type of thing. But uh, Crytek said no. We're not selling you the IP. Uh, so they try to buy it, even back in the day when they weren't making games. They did try it. Uh, I just think that that uh, you know they don't own the IP. That's the problem. And uh, it, it's still to this day, if they could get Rise Two and somehow make it happen, I, I would love to see that. You know how amazing it would have been if they was able to get their hands on that, and it would have been, and it was an Xbox Series X launch title. Oh, oh, that'd be fantastic. Like, just the things, Rise, even to this day, is such a showcase. I, I can't believe what they were able to do on the original uh, launch Xbox One. Um, yeah, they're, yeah, Rise is one of those things that I, I would just love to see a sequel for. They, they could still do a lot with it, whether it be in, like, again, Roman times, or again, like you said, Tim, they did have, they seem to have some kind of, uh, um, 
a sequel set up for England, uh, something to do with that. But there's a lot that they could still do with Rise. I wish that they would work with Crytek and work something out, but uh, alas, it doesn't seem to be the case at this moment. Um, but yeah, guys, the medium, uh, it's good. I definitely suggest checking it out if you like uh, maybe slower paced games, games uh, with some puzzles, uh, have a little bit of a, uh, you know, a creepiness to them and heavy uh, story based character driven narrative. So definitely check it out. Uh, I can recommend it. All right, fellas, uh, we will move along here and uh, let's see what we got now, I often see lists of original Xbox games that we would like to see remade. Uh, one name that often gets brought up is Xbox exclusive, the original Xbox uh, exclusive, Knights of the Old Republic. It's a Star Wars role-playing game developed by Bioware originally, and it's considered to be one of the best Star Wars games around, period. Well, now there's reports of a remake in the works, or a reimagining uh, of source, if you will. And according to a Star Wars podcast, Bespin Bulletin, they've heard that EA will not be publishing it. Now, I'm curious to see what the panel thinks about this, um, because it's a name that gets brought up quite often. Centurion, I'm pretty, pretty confident that you're a, a Star Wars fan, a pretty big Star Wars fan. What do you think of A Knights of the Old Republic uh, getting a remake or having some sort of a comeback? I don't like Star Wars at all. <laughs> I, I figure because, you know, that, that <clears throat> big ass helmet that you have around uh, that I remember seeing you with, you know, it, that's just a problem. Dude, right? I've got the Death Star <laughs> on an oil painting in my house. So. Anyways, <laughs> um, no, uh, let's talk. There is a lot of rumors actually circulating uh, KOTOR um, more than just this, I guess, this um, offshoot remake idea that they want um, basically somebody to do other than EA and Bioware. They apparently don't want them doing it at all. Um, and I guess they want it to borrow from um, the, the story and canon that was already created uh, by the original KOTOR, but they also want some of the, the canon brought in from what is currently being used in Star Wars. So I'm kind of curious on how they would even do that if that is the case. Um, but it also appears that there's also, like from comicbook.com, um, that they're also talking about wanting to, uh, I don't want to say remaster um, but they want to create a current gen port of the first two games, uh, kind of like similar uh, that they did with like episode one pod racer. Um, and uh, I'm they want to do from what I've heard on that rumor, they want to do it because they want to, I guess, put KOTOR on the switch. So that way they can get it out there for people to kind of experience the original games and the original games. Oh my God, like I remember that was the whole reason why I had an original Xbox. Uh, as soon as uh, original Xbox games became backwards compatible, KOTOR was the first game I bought. Um, they're actually a very hidden gem, but if you try to go back and play them today, um, outside of the story elements that they provide and the, the world that they created, um, definitely it's not a graphical show showpiece as it was back in the day. Mm -hmm. yeah plus you know when i was a little kid when i played that game man 
the story literally blew my mind. So you know? <laughs> it was one of the first games where your choice. I don't want to say the first, but it was like one of the first games I can think of where your choices actually played a slight role in how your character developed because you know you could either be uh, a, a total neutral character or you could be a bandit or a Sith Lord or you could be like a law enforcement type individual or a Jedi. Um, just depended on how you wanted to play the game. I remember at the end where they gave you that. I mean, this, this game came out forever ago, so I guess spoiler alert, but they ask you, uh, <laughs> they, they go into a, look, there's stuff going on, so you can either right now be evil or you could be a good guy. And then, and then you know, I decided to, to go the dark way. And, and, and there was a dude with me that I had to kill. Because like, he, he, we went there, we're both Jedi's. I've been with this dude since the beginning of the game. And, and I didn't realize what I'd done, man. I was, I was pretty young back then. And I'll never forget when he turned, he was like, look, I can't follow you this way. And, and, and you know how, like, in games, it, like, turns a red icon when they're an enemy? I remember he went red. And I was just... I, I just I just paused the game, man. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, and, and then when and then when I get back to the so adventures with this guy, and now I gotta kill him. <laughs> and then when I get back to the actual camp, the half my team turns red, like because they're like, we are not doing this. And then I remember that dude was like, one of the dudes I can't remember. It's been so long. He was like, look, he's like the robots. They're they're robots. They're gonna listen to you. And he's pretty much telling you. Who is you gonna have to kill when you get back? Like, <laughs> oh man. Well, I'll I'll admit that this is a title that I wasn't able to uh, check out when it originally came out, but it's one of those ones that just has a lot of praise behind it. I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan, um, but it's just like a lot of I hear a lot of people bringing it up. It's uh, one of those things that. You know, people bring up when they speak about Bioware and what they used to be, right? And uh, just the quality that was in KOTOR. And I think, yeah, just people want to see a really good role-playing Star Wars game again. You know what I mean, Addict? I, yeah, question, though. Like, I was in a party with one of my friends, and we were just brainstorming. Like, obviously, they could have anyone make this. But this isn't a game you would have anyone make. This is mm -hmm. a game that you would have people that have experience in this and that you would trust with this kind of brand. And plus, it's Disney. Disney could have just let anyone make this game. Who could possibly make this game? Microsoft owns half the half the RPG mm -hmm. developers. Like, like have uh, all the top three best Western. That's what I'm saying. RPG. Like, Bioware's uh, clearly said they're not making Obsidian so it's not Bioware. Do the second game. Yeah, well, they, they actually they did, did a, a huge yeah. portion of the second game. So if, if if it's not Bioware, if it's not the people who make Divinity, and there's like one other studio that it could be that I don't think Disney would actually go to, then who else could it be? Like Obsidian and people that companies in Bethesda are the only other people I can think of. Mm -hmm. Well, supposedly it's a studio that we wouldn't necessarily think of from what I've been hearing. So, I mean, take that for what you will. Can, can I go off on a random thought idea on like, cause I was sitting there thinking what, what studio would I think of that would also be oh okay when you find out. And to me, 
the way KOTOR flowed back in the day, the going to the different locations, the different quests, the RPG elements, I hate to say it, um, a company like ZeniMax, something like, because yeah. I hate to say it, like, like the, the they've sculpted Elder Scrolls for a very long time, um, and like with ESO, and I just feel the idea of being able to go from location to location, you get different quests, and it, I mean, it's a very large universe. I mean, what about, to this day is what about, go ahead. I, just I was just going to say the flexibility of KOTOR, I feel like still holds strongly even to in 2021 in the fact that in KOTOR, you could you weren't just like handed a gun and this is like this is what you use mm -hmm. you had to make a decision on yes. you know i want to use a sword lightsaber gun uh force powers mm -hmm. and by the end of the game you have a, a character that could be totally different than somebody else who was playing the game right next to you on a different yeah. console well that's the game design and my question is exactly to that point don't mess something up that's not ruined or whatever that statement is. But would you be happy with a next-gen remake from ground up of the same game of KOTOR 3? I don't know. So, so, so like, the same game. The same game, yes. The same game. But it's just next gen, and it gets yes, people into hundred percent okay with that. It could literally be the same game from the rocks of on the game, and I would be completely okay with it because I know the game's going to sell well. I know it's going to be received well because that type of gameplay is what we're dying for right now. And if they brought that back and didn't do nothing, you know, too drastic with it, I know it's going to do well. And I know for a fact you would get a sequel. So the one thing I'm curious on is if how they're going to tweak the remake, because um, I forget where I heard this argument, but I, I know it's kind of a valid argument. We got to remember, Star Wars is now owned by Disney. Originally, when this game was created, it was owned by LucasArts. It was built under a completely different... Uh, it's a very dark uh, It's a very dark game. Yeah, like, I mean, when you go to uh, Kashyyyk, where the Wookiees are, you see slavery... Uh, torture, you see him being beat down, and that's one of the things they talked about. Like, how could they put how could they put that in a game today, being that they have that Disney banner on top of Star Wars when uh yeah, Kotor was a much more darker game. Like when people get into the lore of being a Sith Lord, like the idea of there's always two, a master and an apprentice. And at the end, the to become a master, the apprentice has to slay his master. That is not a very, you know, childlike thing to basically have to uh, explain to somebody when it's just like, oh, yeah, in their world, when a certain time comes, you got to kill the person who taught you everything. So th mm -hmm. there's a lot of dark elements to KOTOR that I'm curious on. If it was a complete remake one-to-one -one, where they just pushed everything out, uh, I, I, I would applaud them for, okay, cool, they're staying true, but I do worry that they would change a lot purely because of the fact that Disney owns them now and they might not want certain things in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, coincidentally, there's an interesting uh, Xbox and Lucasfilm rumor going around, and according to, well, a reliable uh, 
like insider, I guess you could say, a special ed over at Xbox Era. He had said that on a recent uh, podcast episode that Microsoft are in discussion with Lucasfilm Games about something. Now, specifically not about uh, the newly announced Indiana Jones game, but something else. Now, could there be like some kind of an exclusive agreement between the two for uh, this new KOTOR remake or game? Because, again, that was a an Xbox exclusive, an OG Xbox exclusive back in the day. Uh, could they be wanting to seal the deal on this one, too? Uh, was that an open question or oh, for me specifically? That's to anyone. Okay. Well, I'll hop on it first. Um, I really don't know if Disney would want it exclusive. Um, I, I would say that would be a jaw dropper for me. But one thing I got to remember is uh, a, a vast majority of the Star Wars games that at least I can recently think of were marketed by Xbox. So Xbox working together with Lucas, um, Lucas Film Studios, or I always can't get their name right anymore ever since they changed it. Um, I, I'm just saying that I already know they have the marketing rights. I just don't really see them. That's a big leap for me to be exclusive because, um, in my opinion, we already see how exclusivity is hurting the Spider-Man franchise being locked up on one console. You know, we see how successful it's being on one console. Now imagine if there was a little bit more openness with that license of how much more successful it could be. And I really do see uh, Disney not probably wanting that to happen uh, with very many other of its uh, licensed characters. Mm-hmm. I think it could be exclusive easily because... You know, we we did see through the Spider Man that want an exclusivity Marvel. Uh, I mean, exclusivity with enough pop can definitely be successful. Regardless, it just depends on if Microsoft wants to back the truck up, or Sony wants to, or if Nintendo wants to. It's all about money at that point. You know, anything can happen if you, if you put enough money behind it. And we forget it, they kind of solved that issue because it's not going to be exclusive because it would be on PC and Xbox. So it would still be widely available to probably just as many people as Miles Morales would. Well, actually, Miles Morales would be limited to. Well, I, never, never mind. It's on the PS4. I forgot. <laughs> uh, but still, like, there's still more gamers on PC and Xbox in total. Plus, you would have Game Pass, so it would reach quite a. It would probably be. It would probably reach out to be more, to be honest with you, because they could put it on Steam and everywhere else. So it wouldn't they wouldn't have to worry about oh it's only on say if Xbox has a you know small base they're not going to really have to worry about that because it's not going to be actually exclusive in a sense it's still going to be they're going to make their money back they're not have to worry about oh well shit this was a dud didn't sell or this is a small you know market on Xbox or what have you mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's just it's an interesting theory because again, um, you know, Microsoft's being aggressive right now, Xbox as a whole, and I could see them doing something like that. I mean, obviously, they saw the reaction to what games like again, Marvel Spider Man and Miles Morales did for Sony. That was one of their big, big games uh, with the uh, PlayStation Four. Um, and obviously they must remember that the exclusivity for Core Tour helped them with the original. Uh, 
on the original Xbox, uh, you know, getting some mindshare back in those days. So I could, you know what, I, I could see that. I mean, Microsoft is friendly with Disney. I could see them pulling something off there. I would, I would Isn't it rumored? Be a draw-dropping moment for me, but to kind of defend you guys, I think about the fact that Disney Plus is technically as a perk right now. Mm-hmm. So we already know Microsoft flipped the bill for that. Mm-hmm. I mean... As of right now, isn't there a rumor that Microsoft's contracted another Star Wars IP? Supposedly, yeah. That's I, I guess they uh, both these rumors kind of go hand in hand. But yeah, yeah, that's the rumor flowing around right now that Microsoft has, uh, yeah, contracted uh, like Star Wars of some sort. So I, I mean, I, I could see this being like Kotor because again, like depending on how the exclusivity agreement went, um, I, I could, you know, I could see them supporting. Uh, a KOTOR remake or a KOTOR reimagining. Um, I mean, I've heard Stranger Things, so why not? Um, Bioware obviously isn't going to be uh, involved with it in any way. So um, I'd just be more curious to see who the dev is behind it. I mean, if they got Obsidian to do it, oh man, that would be really surprising. <laughs> That'd be nice, actually. Well, know that if they're, I mean, it's Star Wars, it's if Disney announced it, it's still going to be big. But if they announce it knowing like, oh, the original, you know, I don't know who's still at Obsidian that worked on it. But if the original like dev, at least in name, is working on it, it's going to get a lot more buzz, you know, than if it was just like, hey, we have this smaller Western RPG studio. People will be like, uh, they might question, even though even if it's like in exile, that's been great. Mm-hmm. They still might question. It might be they haven't made the jump to like a big or at least that I know of, that's at least mainstream, um, you know, a big game like that. Um, and this... The only mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we got a question in the chat, guys. Reverse World with the uh, $2 Super Chat. Hail Mary, will there be any reveals at the Super Bowl? What do you guys think? I mean, I think it's... I don't think about a reveal, but you know they might pop out a uh, like a Hellblade two trailer or something. Like for the most part, you don't you don't reveal something that's never been actually officially announced at the Super Bowl. You you mainly just continue hypes of stuff that's already out. Yeah, you tease stuff that people know or IP that people know. Like it was the first glimpse of like Halo or something, or that Perfect Dark. Maybe not Perfect Dark, but like Halo would be a good example. Be like, oh shit, it's Halo trailer. That was first glimpse we've ever seen for the new one. Mm-hmm. They might do some like kind of cryptid Game Pass, some kind of cryptid Game Pass trailer with like a third party game in there or something. Like they don't just don't say it's just a Game Pass trailer that they have some kind of hidden meaning behind. But that's about all I could see. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, I could see some like uh, games, like you guys said, either some kind, something cryptic or something showing off Game Pass. <laughs> like that would be a big one because it's just people are gonna see it because of Star Wars, even if they don't know Knights of the Old Republic, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "Oh shit, this new Star Wars game that looks, you know, a little bit different." Right. Yeah. Uh, Infinite says rumor has a GTA Six will be revealed. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know about that one, but I mean, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to see something. I don't think GTA 6 is even anywhere close to being announced. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. We're looking at like the middle of this gen. So even maybe the end of this gen because of because of the whole COVID thing that we'll see GTA six. So I'm sorry, but why all of a sudden are we having like reveal rumors at the Super Bowl? Has there ever been a reveal at the Super Bowl? No, it's just he he was curious. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm no, like, no, but no, I'm just saying, like, even uh, uh, Infis said that there's a rumor that GTA 6 will be revealed at the I'm like, so really, there's actually people out there saying that there's rumors about there being a reveal at the Super Bowl? Well, it's hard to tell, man. See, like, I would, I could see a GTA 6 before I see like a first party thing doing it because GTA is such a world renowned name that would make a little bit more sense. I don't think it's happening. But I could see a third party reveal there way before I see, you know, because you usually Microsoft, PlayStation, especially Nintendo, they're not revealing anything at the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I can't see any first reveals or world reveals, but I can see games that we already know about. I mean, let's just say, again, Halo Infinite, for example, right? They the game's not coming out until November, but they might want to they might want to spark some interest at some point or Hellblade 2 or maybe another title uh game pass again you know just again they want to bump up those game pass numbers guys so you know either way you know i could definitely see them uh putting you know there might be a couple of gaming related advertisements in there obviously you know we were talking about during this show about just how well gaming's been doing in this whole worldwide pandemic so yeah, yeah, I could see a few publishers getting in on that, a few companies. Uh, but I don't know, I, I, I don't see any big worldwide reveals anytime soon. Yeah, you know, you know it's going to be at that, that Super Bowl. Like, probably five new Netflix shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, I hope none of them have to do with uh, worldwide pandemics. I really hope not. <laughs> All I'm going to say is if anybody reveals anything at the Super Bowl... Please get the guy that says world premiere to say it just before the commercial comes on. Well, not only that. Let's let's just let's not even put that in the air, man. Do not reveal games at the Super Bowl. Okay, that's better. I'm just saying you at least got to <laughs> make it like an E3. Unless it's Madden. Ready. Unless it's Madden. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh, oh yeah. That's that's actually a good one, Timmy. Yeah, a good point. I there. think there's a good chance we do see some kind of Halo trailer okay. because Clearly, three four three has something to prove at this point, so mm-hmm. they might. I don't think it's. Gonna, I think that's coming in when they do their, when they do their E three. Yeah, I know, but I, I'm just going off of you know, the concept of I, they have been really it, open mate. with it, and of all the stuff that could be there, Halo is the one I would see that's most likely. But I still don't think it's going to be there. But it's the one I could see that's the most likely. Yeah, I agree. I mean, listen. The bottom line is is that uh, if if Halo can can just hit this year, I think I think we're going to be very happy. It's been worked on a long time. They they definitely were in a crunch and in a bad position. But it sounds like also regarding three four three and Halo, uh, it sounds like Joe Staten is the the main guy now. He is kind of taking over everything. Um, and uh, listen, they have a year to play with. They're going to do much better on the graphics. Uh, you heard, you guys heard that the story's done, right? Like, if you listen to Staten, uh, one of them said that they played the game in full tw- and they loved it. Um, so I don't, I don't know how much they're going to be adding, but I think that they're going to um, kind of make sure that it looks good, like it looks really good. 
So I'm really excited about Halo. That's going to be really big, and um, I wonder what else they have. Uh, I would think that there there's going to be no E3 this year. There will be no uh, Fan Fest, I don't believe, and if it's a Fan Fest, it'll be different. Uh, I've heard that um, Aaron's not doing that anymore. Um, they kind of moved on, but it's because of the obviously because of COVID, and this year seems to be blown out anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so just just consider this year like last year. It's just you know maybe by Christmas, maybe by that time, but they're not going to do it. They're going if they do anything, they'll do twenty twenty one in UK, and I doubt that they do that because UK also could be on a different trajectory than us with COVID. You just gotta this. From what I'm hearing, is kick out this year. As far as that, still going to be virtual stuff, uh, which sucks. So they're going to have a virtual E3, I think, and then they're going to have a virtual. They might have three virtuals this year, and I think the first one or one of them, we're going to definitely see Halo. They have we have to get another trailer. And, yeah, they'll uh, show something else. Yeah, and they they haven't shown the multiplayer either, so they have both of that to show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard, yeah, Joe Staten is now the big guy and. Uh, they're working. Uh, it just seemed like that uh, they were just they had they were too behind, and I think that the the uh, look at the cyberpunk situation. Imagine that was Halo. Think about that. Well, cyberpunk <laughs> could have reco- came to cover. I don't think Halo could have recovered from that. It's a good point because Halo's not what it used to be, and people would just say three four three is garbage. Yeah, I think that would have been the biggest focus. It's like, look, you had three games. Halo came out a mess. You know, Halo 5 came out with a good multiplayer, bad single player. And Halo 4 had the opposite effect. It's like, maybe we should bury this IP. <laughs> but what we did see, let's be honest, what we did see, aside from the graphical not wowing and popping like what we should expect, what we did see looked like a really fun game. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely tell the gameplay is going to be good. It could be, it could be awesome. I'm um, just curious how they're going to do Halo with the kind of Destiny model like way, like with the the multiplayer aspect. Just just the whole overall in general, like because because the Halo Wars they they got so many things. Like they got the flood coming back in Halo mm-hmm. Wars. They got clearly Anders did something with the ring because it was blown up. Mm-hmm. You know, then they got the original story going on. They got the Arbiter back. They got Master Chief back. They got Atriox. Like that is so yeah. much. I don't think that could be realistic. And the, done uh, one game. right and, and Lock, Lock too. If he could come back, they might well, kill him. I all. think he's dead. And yeah. honestly, you know what the heck is you know how is Cortana gonna fit into all this too, right? So I think she I think what they're going to do is they're going it's going to run like destiny. I think they're going to have a vanilla campaign where it's it's the enemy's one person and then probably six months to a year later, they're going to drop another mm-hmm. huge expansion that builds on to it where the enemy's the flood. The flood came back. I, I, I think that's how they're going to do it, because to me, there's just too many. Too many variables, and I don't see them logically being able to put them all together in a way that would make the game make sense. Right, right. And you know, I gotta, I gotta agree with Tim. Tim, you remember back when uh, the gameplay was revealed? I was one of the ones that was sticking up for it. I mean, besides you know the pop-ins and you know the, uh, you know the, you know the uh, textures not looking that sharp. I mean, I thought it was, a, I thought it looked pretty fun. I mean, I could see, you know, I understand where the criticisms were, but at the same time, I, you know, I, just to see the old designs back, or um, you know, them like taking. 
like the 343 uh, kind of designs and the bungee designs and kind of emerging. Everything just looked really, ad you know, just, um, I don't want to say adequate, but it just looked like everything just kind of fit in. And even probably the one of the big things for me, too, was the score, you know, with uh, Gareth uh, Coker, you know, on the score there. And everything just felt so Halo in its tone. I'm like, yes, that got me excited. Despite some of the flaws that we saw, I liked it. I really liked the gameplay. It looked really good. Um, and even just some of the new stuff, too. But the enemy designs, everything just looked like you know kind of like bungee like and that's what a lot of people wanted to see and i'm excited to uh, to explore the uh, zeta halo ring and you know i know that uh this past week they um they did an update and now they're they're going to be talking at the end of each month uh about you know some new stuff in the game I, they put up some new images of uh the weapons uh they were teasing a new vehicle and yeah it's just um you know, I just, I'm glad that they're uh, starting to be more forthcoming about things. Um, either way, guys, I mean, I'm a Halo fanatic, as everybody knows, so I'm just excited to be back into Halo again. And hopefully we don't have to wait long for uh, some gameplay. I mean, obviously they were talking about the Halo Insiders program and a beta, a proper beta coming for the game. And yeah, I think a lot of people are just looking forward to get into Halo again overall. So... There's that. I know a lot of people in the chat are looking forward to. They like the grappling hook, apparently Justin was saying. Um, yeah, the grappling hook looked pretty cool. Actually, I'm just excited to take a fusion coil and just, like, throw it against a grunt skull. But, uh, anyways, guys, I think on that note, uh, this episode of TXR will be coming to a close. And, you know what, guys? Really good. It was a really fun show tonight, uh, talking about our time, about uh, the medium impressions, Xbox growth, the big acquisition talks, and more. And I gotta say... Yeah, Tencent. All no, <laughs> the evil, the evil, evil company. The evil, evil. Uh, you know, hey, we're talking about Star yeah. Wars, right? So they're like the Galactic Empire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If 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 anyone, if you want to look at anyone, that the reason these companies are buying companies the way they are, look no, look no further than Tencent. Well, let me ask you a question just before we leave, because I know we're getting on two hours quickly. Because I, we, you weren't here for it. Uh, are you afraid of Tencent uh, growing and getting bigger and bigger, getting these companies? I'm not scared of them as a because for the most part, I feel like they do keep their hands out of the development cycle. Besides, you know, increments of certain microtransactions that might not have been there, mm. but we wouldn't know that because we don't have access to behind it. But I do feel like if they continue to do what they're doing, they can influence the entire industry in the direction yeah, it goes agreed. because they have they have their hands in everything. Yeah, they don't. They're, they're, it seems like they're going really after the multiplayer models too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's Why my you? biggest fear is. Yeah, well, just... that yeah, well, that's what we were saying. It was like they could probably get away with anything, charging twenty five bucks for a blue skin, just blue. <laughs> yeah, and plus, let's be real. Like, you can't truly have innovation and new ideals when a company like Tencent is dictating everything. So, um, yeah. Well, the one thing, one thing just quickly, I think it was, I heard, what was the game? And this is quickly. And then I'm going to go, uh, and then I'm going to set sign off. But what was the game that came after, um, uh, the, the, uh, arc 
It was a game that came out, never really came out, came on Xbox preview. Nobody talks about it. It was the same type of game by Wildcard. Uh, it was their second game. Do you know what I'm talking about? Was it Atlas? Atlas. So Atlas was a victim of kind of uh, the team meddling, I heard. Um, and that's the type of stuff like where they were they were like, either you have to do this or we're pulling out or we were stopping your funding. And they pushed out Atlas way too early, like wet, like two years early because the, the head company wanted money and they wanted return on investment um, right away because they probably needed it. And that's what I heard killed Atlas. Um, and that's on very good, uh, good sourcing, like somebody who knows, like somebody who's involved. Um, so uh, I don't know if that was Tencent that was involved let's, with them. Uh, let's be real here, Tim. It wasn't them. It was it was Van Diesel. He popped in there like I don't want anything else but Mark <laughs> being worked on. Yeah, that's still that's a company I would look to take it apart. But thank you for coming on um, and getting here. Uh, what a great show. We did it for two hours with three, four panel members. That's always tough. But we had a good time. And uh, see you next week. I'm going to be uh, leaving now and um, going to play Xbox. But it was fun. And uh, send your wishes to Megatron. He's been sick. Uh, he tried to make it to, on the show for five minutes. But you could hear him when he was talking even. it's It just sucks. COVID sucks. But he's getting better. Um, and I'll see you all next week. All right, Tim. Uh, good stuff there, buddy. Um, yeah, guys, uh, a huge thank you to everyone that came out tonight and uh, watched and listened to us on the show. We really appreciate it, and we really do uh, you know, appreciate you guys tuning in all the time. We have like a really amazing fan base. We appreciate you. And, hey, be sure to share this out, fellas, and give it a good thumbing if you really enjoyed it. Now let's move on to the panel outros, and we'll start with our guest, uh, Gaming Addict, Bud. Uh, I know you joined in a little later, but uh, we really appreciated having uh, your uh, gaming knowledge um, on the show, your wisdom, and uh, you made some really uh, good commentary there. Where can everybody follow you at? I have wisdom, man. I think you should get get that memo to Cognito, man. Tell tell, tell me, man, look what's going on, man. Tell tell him. I I appreciate the invite. Sorry again, I was uh, a, uh I was halfway through the podcast before I showed up. Uh, if I ever come back, and I promise I I won't be late. But uh, I definitely uh you know appreciate it. You know, it was a, it was a great conversation. There's not too many podcasts I'm willing to go on these days. I usually try to stay away from. A lot of uh, bad publicity. I, I, got, I got a leash on me now these days. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I do appreciate the invite. Yeah, of course, Addict. Uh, we definitely got to have you back on sometime soon. And uh, a bunch of the other guys from the Iron Lords. Uh, great crew there for sure. Um, all right, moving on to the TXR regulars. I'll start with Eric Shockley. Uh, buddy, some really good uh, takes tonight, bud. That's unfortunate about the medium. I hope you're able to uh, boot it up sometime soon. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, I'm not going to take any chances anytime soon, but <laughs> <laughs> not that's happening like that can't be good. Um, but yeah, you can as always, you can find me at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, thanks for stopping by. All right, buddy. Moving on down here, uh, Centurion, buddy. Uh, great stuff as always. Where can everybody uh, listen in and follow you at? 
Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight and hanging out with us. If you'd like to find me, you can find me at Centurion1307 on YouTube, Twitter, and Xbox Live. You can also find me right here every Sunday night on the TXR podcast. And you can also find me every Saturday night on the Shop podcast over there. And uh, also, thanks once again, guys. This was an awesome show. Uh, totally, brother. And to seal this off, this is Invader, and you guys can find my content, including my The Medium review, on YouTube over at Invader Gaming. You can also find my content on Mines. Great show tonight, guys, and we cannot wait to see you all here next Sunday. Have a good 